مهین تاک آفت شهپر مهوش پریوش چه بدتر غلط کرد Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohamed. Oh, yes, he is. We couldn't tackle this episode's question without the help of an Iranian girl. Therefore, we are once again joined by Shanai, the half-Iranian, half-Austrian, and 100% pain in the ass. So, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. In this episode, we attempt to answer a question by Marjolaine. Marjolaine asks... Hi, good morning. This is Marilyn from Holland. Are all Iranian men mommy boys? I've been living with my Iranian husband for more than 25 years. I learned the language. I grew accustomed to the culture and the habits. I really love Iranian hospitality and tarot. But what struck me during these years is the interesting relationship between Iranian mothers and their sons. Regardless of the age of mother and son, mothers provide for their sons with food, supplies, groceries, cleaning. Is this typical Iranian? And are all Iranian sons mommy boys? Thank you. Uh, thank you. How would that Marjolaine. Marjolaine. Oh, hello. Who are you? <laughs> Who's this? Mohammed, somebody's <laughs> arrived. What's yeah. this? Who's with us now, Mohammed? <laughs> Which can only huh. mean one thing. Chennai huh. is back. You say. Yeah. Yes. I have returned to rescue you from your two white man podcast. I'm not white. <laughs> it's okay. You have a lot of facial hair. I'm white alike. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, white passing. Okay. Kind of. That's um, a new term. Yeah, I've heard recently. Whitish. I'm not even whitish. Your your sabze podcast. Oh yeah, I, love, I like that. It's a new yeah, category. Right. That's the new category. So Shanai, welcome back. Thank Not so you. Much, thank I mean. you. Yeah, it was interesting because uh, I surprisingly had a little. Not a notification, but I open my photographs on my phone. One year ago, yesterday, Shanai joined us for the first episode with her in on that occasion. So kind of an anniversary. Aww. For it's good my to have misery back. the past year. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like you were miserable before me. Yeah. And you will be miserable. After, after you? After me. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, yes, I will be miserable after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss you too. Koskesh. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Let's not translate that one. So uh, anyway, it's great to have Shanai back. <clears throat> it's great to have Mama back, I guess, in a yeah. sense. It's mediocre to be back, I feel. It's mediocre Mom, for it's you. Mediocre. Or... For me, it's mediocre. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We Let's can see. stop here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. Oh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> ladies, ladies. So, Marjolaine, am I getting that right? Marjolaine. 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 I, like that I had a Dutch yeah. colleague in Australia called Marjolaine, and she was from the Netherlands, but she was not married to an Iranian. Unfortunately. Oh. Unfortunately for her, because yeah. what better right? faith can there be than to be exactly. married to an Iranian yeah. and yeah. his mother? Exactly. Speaking of which, hmm. so are Iranian men mummy's boys? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're finished now, right? Right. Shania, think, what I, you got on that? <laughs> I think mummy's boys doesn't just do it justice. I think we really need to take the correct term, which is bacha nane. Bacha nane. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's break that down, right? Bacha, child, kid, and uh, nane. Nane. I can actually with, like, give na- you my microphone because for the rest of this episode, probably I'm just gonna say, uh huh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You tend to do that when I'm around. I think it's because you get shy. Yeah. 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 I got you. I'm <laughs> secretly into your thingies. Into and, my uh, Pofax stain orange st- oh, hands. Oh shit, yeah, that's my new fetish. Mohammed, nane. Mm. It means mummy. 
mummy. But like, like a mummy. derogatory, not derogatory, but it is it's, kind of a, you know. It's a very old colloquial way of saying mummy. Yeah. Maman is French, so it's quite recent. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is a genuine question, though. Nowadays, when you use the term nane, mm-hmm. it's not in the most respectful manner. Like when you say, you, nana to say not necessarily. It depends on where you're coming from and what your culture is. Because some people do. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Aja. Aja. So I, I saw a video the other day. We were sort of beaten to it by Maj Jabrani, comedian. Love that guy, Mohammed, don't we? More than Shanae, so yeah. <laughs> so, Maz Jabrani, you know Maz. Wait, you Jibrani? love him more than you love me? or He's love indirectly him more than implying that he doesn't particularly like you. And I don't like you either, which is a Star Wars quote that was in my head that I needed to say. Forgive me, future Muhammad, you're going to need to edit that out. So, you love me, you yeah. want to kiss me. Is that true? That's got you in love. Is that true? Look into his eyes and ask him. Ooh. Mohammed and David sitting on a tree. K I S S I N G. Anyways, so Master Brani, so he did a video, and what was new to me in this video was that he's funny. No, 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 that wasn't it. Uh, what's funny was that. Bachanan is like universal. So it's like male and female. You can say it to like mm-hmm. Bachanan to a girl. One of his examples was about a woman driving a Mercedes or a Benz or whatever. Saying like, yeah, Bachanan, get your own car, as he said. Well, I think he gets it wrong as well. I agree. I, okay. wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. Bachanan is like snowflake. It is a bit. It's like a pampered child. Yeah, know? yeah. Spoiled child. Yeah, spoiled. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The, the one Daddy, that... I want an Oompa Loompa. All right, if you want an Oompa Loompa, I'll get you one. There you go, I watched it that many times. Okay, Mazda Brani, come Mazda on. Brani, yeah, so Bachanana, universal term. For... If you say Mazda Brani one more time. So! I wouldn't even this, make this the reference to This has nothing to, to do with Mazda Brani. I think okay. so too. I'm just saying, I, I thought it was always about guys. I have a better suggestion for an entrance into this. Okay. I just spent... 85,000 Toman and literally an hour and 10 minutes in a cab. Okay. And when I was like 20 minutes away from you, the guy called his mom and asked her what's for dinner. And I felt a bit jealous. How old was this uh, driver? I think he was in his mid to late 30s. Now, might he have just been incidentally invited that night? Oh, definitely not. Living with mother. Absolutely. Yes. And why not? I live with my mother at the moment, part-time, but... You've got options. I mean, you've got a mega complex house. I can escape whenever I need to, yes. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Good for you. It was very good. So who else lives with their mom? Part-time? Yeah. I kind of do. I visit. And she's very close to my apartment. I'll just go there, (laughs) eat their food, and uh, let's go back home. Do you do your own laundry, Mohammed? Yeah. Okay. But I don't wash dishes when I'm at my mom's. Right. So, Shania, I think we spoke about this before you arrived here today. You and I, privately, without Mohammed. I was wondering whether you, or even I was wondering whether I thought Mohammed was a bachanana or a mummy's boy. Can you do the rest of these episodes privately as well? (laughs) (laughs) Can you spare me from the pain? I have to go through every time I'm next to this. Maybe we will, Lady. Maybe we will. But um, <laughs> don't so get I'm, it the wrong way. I, I hate you. 
I, I, I'm proud of that. It's not the it's other what, side of the coin. If I you didn't hate me, you. I wouldn't keep coming back here. Yeah. <laughs> Torturing you is the salt of my day. So, yeah. So I said, I think I said to you, correct me if I'm wrong, that I think Muhammad's quite the opposite of a mummy's boy. Did I say that? Really? Or am I just talking to other people? No, no, people, you, you did. You did say that. And I think what we need to agree on is a definition of a mummy's boy because... To be honest, I don't think a mommy's boy is necessarily someone who has a good relationship with his mother. It's someone I agree who, with you that. It's someone who has a close relationship with his mother and someone who has a relatively complex relationship with his mother. I know plenty of mommy's boys that complain about their mothers nonstop mm. and yet talk to them like five times a day. So it might be a slightly dysfunctional relationship, but I'm just saying, you know... Not being lovey-dovey with your mom does not exclude you from being a mummy's boy. So it's some sort of like psychological, psychologically dis... I don't know the adjective for this, but not a particularly healthy... Dysfunctional? Yeah. Uh, relationship. Discolored. I like that. Yeah. Uh, relationship with uh, the <laughs> mother. Discrepancy. Yeah. I, is, I, is that your... Yeah. I, I think if, if I were to define it, it would just be someone whose mother has a disproportionate presence disproportionate in their, in their lives also a good word in their lives another good word beginning with yeah. d yeah i think sort of being sort of mother going over the top in looking after her adult child and forgetting that the adult part of that relationship or at least not wanting to acknowledge that mm -hmm. and therefore keeping this weird baby-like relationship between the two and they yeah mutually continue this relationship yeah i'm curious as to Mohammed's take on the definition of a mummy's boy or a that's, batch of that's a very good question i don't know i actually never thought about it i mean my relationship with my mother is complex we have sort of like a dysfunctional relationship of course i mean she's family a lover i cannot stand her more than two hours that's maximum i have to take a break now Mohammed, my observation of this is when your mother's name appears on your phone your hands start to shake a little bit and you need to get yourself prepared for a yeah. conversation with her, which take, is like, normally the deep, case. Deep breaths before you talk to your mom. How often do you talk to your mom? And during and my after. conversation. No, after is just usually a smack on my forehead. I see. Do you talk to your mother on a daily basis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She really? always calls and wants to know if I'm going for lunch or dinner. Okay. I'm like, no, I'm not going Aww. most of the time. Are, and, you, uh, are you an only child? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our family, me and my mother. Yeah. So she calls for technical support all the time. I mean, the other day she called from the bank and wanted to make sure that she is reading the number right. Aww. So, yeah, I think those are excuses or she's really getting old. How old is she? I think 70 or 70 something. Okay. So I might say that to your definition, Chennai... Muhammad is the mummy's boy. I think so too. Yeah. See, I, 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 I think so Because too. I think you've got quite, forgive me for saying, you've got a hideous relationship with your mother. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, <okay>. really, <laughs> yeah. it's really bad. Like yeah. both of you seem to want to make it bad for one another. But it's interesting, your take, Shania here. Muhammad's the quantity, a bit on the fence. With, uh, and not the quality of Yeah, not the, not the quality of contact, but yeah. the amount of contact. Like last time I spoke with my mother was accidentally a month ago when she accidentally called me. And she said, oh, we're on the phone. We might as well start talking now. And before that, it was six months before that, I called her. How do you feel about that, David? 
After all these years, you get used to it. <laughs> it's difficult to get through. Yeah, there's there's some issues. Uh, but I don't know. that. I mean, would you say that puts me in the mummy's boy? Okay, so here's the thing. First of all, your mom's not Iranian. I do think that culture plays a big role in it. Of course, it. yes. And at least until our generation, and maybe after, in child rearing, the father was greatly absent because the father would go to work, you know. Or to war or whatever. Mm. So so children would grow up with their mothers. They would literally be only with their mothers. And this is really interesting. When they were quite small, they would just take parts in every aspect of women's lives. You know, mm -hmm. I remember I used to go to the gym here when I was um, in my teens. Like all the other women that would come, they would bring their small boys and they would just kind of be playing in the background somewhere. And this would also be like an Arayeshka. Mm -hmm. So you had like Arayeshka five... is like a beauty parlor. Beauty parlor, yeah. Okay. So you mm -hmm. had five, six-year-old boys that were, you know, not, not small enough to not understand what's going on. And they were kind of living this very female life. I think a lot of Iranian men are, are very used to those aspects. Me or my friends, like we've had Iranian boyfriends that were like better at putting on eyeshadow than ourselves. Like I remember one of my friends had a boyfriend and when they would meet, he'd be like, oh, I'd like very nice drawing the eyeliner, but hang on, let me fix it for you like a little <laughs> no. bit. And I think, you, and he, you know, it wasn't that he was gay or flamboyant or anything. Um, that was sure. just it. No, no, that was just yeah. that, you know. Um, it was because he had just spent a considerable amount of time with his mom until, you know, well on into his advancement in, in life. <laughs> well, that's the case for me. You can put on eyeshadow and eyeliner? Yeah. Really? What are those? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I can put them on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what it would look like? It's going to look terrible. Um, but no, actually, what I've been, I spent like almost all my life with my mother, apart from my Not that you had an option though, Mohamed. That's, no, because I mean, my, my father killed himself as soon as he saw me. Actually, he waited for a couple of months. I was that ugly. I'm not going to join you You think this is bad this. now? Mohammed, I'm not going <laughs> to join you in this. I will not laugh with you. Yeah. In this time. You're laughing at my dead father. I, I, I'm and not, the misery of my mother. I, who I, had to tolerate I, me for... I'm not sure what... I'm, hoping, it's a I'm nervous just breathing laughter. in a very stressed manner about <laughs> not sure how to react. Yeah. 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 So my father uh, faked a car crash and killed himself. He faked a car crash. Yeah. Somebody else's car crash? Yeah. Somebody else was a driver, but my dad faked it. He okay. paid that person to crash the car. I'm pretty sure he didn't pay it. Okay. They're frugal. He just... Okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I had to spend a lot of time yeah. with my mother. And honestly, for the first six years, it was okay. Okay. But um, after that, the quality of our relationship started sort of degrading but do you remember like inherently female things that you would take part in like join your mom for like did you ever go to an Arishka or she took me to one of these places they uh sort of like a gym yeah okay but uh that was the war time and there was no kindergarten yeah on those specific days so mm -hmm. usually i was left either with my grandmother or at a kindergarten okay before school and after school it was basically i wouldn't see my mother much 
Would you say she was quite overprotective with you? Oh yeah, she still is. Yeah, that's a thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about my mom, and it's really interesting because my mom is super feminist and super empowered. Like you know, she genuinely does not like men. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Had you know, like two divorces. Uh, not, not fond of her experiences, but um, when it comes to my brother, like when he comes home. She gets all like flustered and happy and she's like, oh, my God, we need to like cook food and we need to like make coffee. And, and then she doesn't comes, do that with you. No, like I call her and I'm like, mom, do we have food? And she's like, I don't know. Do we? Are you going to cook something? It's, it's not because of the I think you of and time. my mom are going to get along. Well, really? Yeah. Apparently, we both hate you. <laughs> oh. Your mom hates me. No, your mom hates you. Oh, well, I don't. Oh, I you don't and my I'm mom concerned. would get yeah. along. Oh no, she doesn't hate me. She loves me. Yeah, okay, but do you think she loves if you say so yourself. your brother a little bit more? See, so that's the or thing. Is it, is no, it, it's she just sees different. you more, and therefore. Yeah, maybe when I was not in Iran, I was definitely more popular mm -hmm. than I am now. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, I think it really depends on who you ask. So I wouldn't per se define my brother as a mommy's boy, but I'm sure that his wife would see things differently. Mm. Oh, interesting. Maybe yeah. some jealousy there or some No, no, I wouldn't call it jealousy, but you know, they they have a very close relationship, my brother and my mom. Closer than you, you might say. Very different for me. Okay. But yes, I could never. Like they sit on the porch and they smoke together. That is cute. Have I... you ever talked about this to your sister-in-law? I mean, have you ever heard a conversation where this comes up? I genuinely try to avoid those conversations. Mm -hmm. Because you don't like your sister-in-law? <laughs> no, I like my sister-in-law. Not conversations with her? I have conversations <laughs> with her. I just don't like opening cans of worms. Oh, so there is a can of worms there. No. <laughs> There's a can which might be filled with chocolates or worms. Mm -hmm. So you just, it's Schrodinger's can of worms. Yeah. Work of art. Merde d'artiste. Get on it. Get on it. And they say, why do you hate the French and modern art? Is there something you don't hate, Mohammed? Yeah. What? That's a very good question. I'll get back to you on that <laughs> at some point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So family situations here. Now, I think I've said on a previous episode about how Iranian individuals don't marry individuals and that families marry families. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, a man will grow up in a family until they get married and then they would move to the other house. Because why the hell would you pay two lots of rent when you don't need to? Or why would you move out of the house with all that great food being made every day? It's mm. just efficient. Or from another angle, it's about Iranians not necessarily accepting a sort of backward step as far as type of lifestyle that they lead. So, you know, it'll be if they're getting a decent wage, all that money goes in their pocket because they're not paying rent, they're not paying all the other prices for everything else. They can so, go and, you know, they can have their car, they can go do Tokhtarbazi and spend exactly. ridiculous amounts of money in coffee shops or buying really expensive red roses for girls on Valentine's Day. Exactly. And it still is not a an accepted behavior to leave your parents before you're married. Yes. For a lot of families. I would say that this situation, in a sense, exacerbates the scenario, you know, they're just stuck together for longer, incidentally, or by choice in some cases. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I got to say, if you want to live an independent life of your family, you get a place. I think that's one of the main root causes, so to say, of bachinane. 
And I think if I if I had to extend my definition of a badger nana, it's someone who is unwilling or unable to cut the umbilical cord. Mm. That's it. And that umbilical cord might be very dysfunctional and unhealthy, or it might be fantastic. But it's someone who either because they don't want to, or because they have a really guilty conscience, or because they're being manipulated or whatever, does not cut that cord. Mm. And therefore does not have a healthy relationship in general. We have this culture of codependency where everyone feels like they're responsible for each other's happiness. So, I mean, not just mothers, but other family members, you know, they try to guilt you and shame you and like, oh, you're leaving me, you're abandoning me. Da, da, da. So I think it is quite a difficult step, one that not everyone is willing to make. So culturally, I think the issue of a very interwoven and, you know, kind of unhealthily codependent society really exacerbates this problem. I don't think everyone is going to be like, oh, I love my mom. That's why I call her every day and I go there for lunch every day. A lot of men will be like, like, she has no one. I'm responsible for her. We fight all the time, but that's just my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm interested as to how this sort of progresses on. Now, as I said, like going from one family to the next here. So no doubt if this is the case that this will affect the next relationship. Now... When we put it out to the audience, there was quite a bit of feedback that was from women, mostly saying that they agree that, yes, Iranian men are bachinane, uh, mummy's boys. Now, Shanai, you no doubt have involved yourself in some capacity with Iranian men here in Iran. You can confirm or deny that. Would you say that in your experience, if you have had any, has it been more so the case that Iranian men are mummy's boys? Yes, statistically, yes. Okay. I know non-Iranian mummies boys as well, but yeah, statistically, Iranian men tend to be mummies boys more. And how do you notice that when it when it happens? What things stick um, out to you? <laughs> it, I mean, so to speak. I think it's just a general sense of responsibility. You know, the older the parents get, it's it's parents, but a lot of it is mothers. You know, and. Is it just me or do Iranian fathers just like die sooner than Iranian mothers? <laughs> well, in the case like, of Mohammed, the ones that now, kill themselves or no, like, in general? Now that I think about it, because there's a lot of people I know or a lot of men I know that just had single mothers, you know, where they're like mm. the widowed mothers. And, you know, at the older they get, obviously, um, it's a huge chunk of time that goes into doctor visits, ho hospital visits. Uh, there are food deliveries at least two, three times a week. From mama From June? mother to son, yes. Oh, wow. um, the really independent men do their own laundry, but there are still mm. a lot of them who just... It's not that they would like send their laundry to their mother's house, but the mother would come to... Like, oh yeah, that's the thing. Even if they live on their own, the mother would come to their house once a week and just like clean everything and do the laundry and take care of everything. I'm jealous. I want that. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Sorry. Yeah. Mohamed, how about you? Have you been accused of being a mama's boy and like a, as a girl ever sort of made any comment or? Not that I remember. Okay. But yeah, I might have blocked it psychologically. I can change that. Mohamed. Yeah. I think you're batching on it. I surprisingly agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There, just, I said it. Just me that doesn't see it. But now we're talking about it. Now I can see it. <laughs> Don't know. How, how do I rate in this? Am I batching on now? I prefer to 
second and hopefully the last time. No, you're not. No, are you're you happy? Not. You're not. Did I ask earlier? Yeah, you several did. times you did. today. Do you want to talk about your mom a bit, Dave? Do you need the oh, tissue man. as well? Yeah. <laughs> what for? <laughs> what for no i'm it's fine kind of relationship. <laughs> it's not that i miss my mom at all no spoke no. to her three months ago before that six months no no it's all right no we've you know we've we've found common ground with yeah. football and uh therefore we've got things to talk about these days you talk about football to your mom yeah oh is that weird oh i have an interesting question okay when was the last time either of your mothers told you they love you never well i mean quite recently my mom texts me sometimes. Yeah. First, I thought she was dying. <laughs> like, yeah, if my mother said that to me, I'd be, like, I'd be like, how long? <laughs> what is it cancer? <laughs> okay. Is it going to cost a lot? Really? And No. And she just said... No, she's depressed. I mean, said, I, mean I think she feels alone. And Did she say she loved... Like, she just texted you that she loves yeah. you? Oh, did you? I don't remember her telling that to my face, like a, in, as in like a verbal face-to-face -face communication since I was a kid. Did you text back? Probably not. No, it's awkward. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> my dad does it all the time and it's really weird for me. And I, d I never know how to respond because yeah. like saying it back is like... What does Ugh. he say? Like, do say He's like, love you, mate. Aww. He says, I love you, mate. Love you loads. So proud of you. Does your and father it just seems so weird to hear all the does time? Does your does your father have a Turkish accent when he talks English? No, he he has a good English accent. When okay, he, when he speaks English. Oh, David yeah. has a Turkish accent when he speaks English. It's true. Uh, you can hear it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <sighs> like that. Yeah. So my mom, funnily enough, she doesn't. She would never say like "I love you." She finds that really cheesy, but mm -hmm. she'll come and she'd be like, "You fucking piece of shit!" Like. Oh, so you take after your mother. I, I, I like guess. you. <laughs> yes, I, I like, like you. You're okay. You... I will. I'm glad I didn't murder you when you were like two. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Mothers. <sighs> can't live with them. Can't live without them. Although if you're well, Iranian, I'm sorry. You're Iranian, you, know, you, you can't literally live without you can't them. Can't live seems. with them. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if I ever lose my mom, which I will, unless I die sooner. Mm-hmm. It's going to be horrible. I'm going to miss her a lot. And yeah. uh, there's no one else to replace your family, of course. But I swear to God, <laughs> I can't imagine that I'm going to be like, more miserable than I am now. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think living with your parents, I mean, in my case, when I moved back to Iran, I moved in with my mom in Tehran. Now that I'm like out of it, I'm realizing that that was just fucking hard because mm. she's used to living on her own. I was used to living on my own. And then there was suddenly COVID, you know, and we were stuck. And like, I can't believe we made it out of there alive, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I think we're, we're both much, much better off now. Like Good. we went through that, but I didn't notice it at that time, but it was insane. It was really, really hard. Is this like the longest period you've been with your mother since, like, for example, 18, 19? Yeah. And I, I, I don't think I could do it if I didn't have a place somewhere else. Like now I'm like five days here, one week in Kashan, and that works wonderful, hmm. you know? Hmm. Yeah. Does your brother have a kid? No. Okay. Both my brother and I decided not to reproduce. Antinatalism hits again. Yeah, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to indulge this. I think it's a terrible idea. Oh, have we amply enough defined 
Dachinane or Mama's Boy here. Well, at minute 45 of recording. You would hope this. that we bloody have. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got some audio, we've got some written ones, and we have some quantitative results from the question that we put out there to the audience. As per usual, mm-hmm. we put out five questions. So, uh, okay, the first question, are Iranian men mummies boys? Now, what would you have expected the result to be as far as, like, yes, no, which percentage? Definitely a yes, a resounding yes. Mohammed? A landslide, yes. And it was an 82% yes yeah. uh, was the result. <laughs> I was quite surprised by that, actually. For a person who there lived were two in this boys. country as long as you have, I don't know why you're still surprised by obvious shit. The margin was a surprise to me. I didn't expect that much. Next up, my man, do you want to read it? You got it? Iranian women, which one are you? So we had four options here. Mohammed, they were. Surrounded by mama's boys. Surrounded by men. Around mama's boys and men. Maker of the mama's boys. The results for the women out there that we asked. Actually, quite a few men answered these and quite a few women answered the men. How dare that you say they're men? Well, yeah, they identify however. Well, this, yeah, exactly. That was the point I was you getting to. Assumptuous bastard. I do think there is one thing that you kind of presumed in your answers, which is that mama's boys are not men. Oh, okay. I thought that was kind of offensive, just for the record. As a channeling mama's boy, <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> okay. Good point there, Shanae. Could have mentioned this before. It was very late. Very late. Uh, and we she says, Pofak filled mouth. Mm. Uh, so... <laughs> The uh, uh, So the top two answers, pretty much equal, were surrounded by mama's boys and around mama's boys are men. Okay. It was kind of split. But yeah, again, supporting the first question here, the maker of mama's boys. Well done, you ladies. <laughs> or men identifying. Anyway, no. Number three would be Iranian men. Which are you? So the answers being mama's boy, man of a mama, and amate, <laughs> which Muhammad means like fuck your auntie. Means fuck your auntie, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the winner of that was amate. So, <laughs> so none of our business, I guess, is, yeah. is kind of how you would Not say. many. Well, the, the definition of, of a mama's boy is someone who's not willing to come to terms with the fact that they are a mama's boy. Well, Shana, you say that. Yet more people identifying as men said that they identify also as mama's boy by a small margin. Okay. So, uh, you know, being okay with it, coming to terms with That's uh, good. Acceptance is the first step. Yes. And now we get to the point of the show where Shanae reads out the Does that mean I have to stop eating puff? Yeah, there's going to be puff all over my phone now as she reads. No, I'm taking it with my left hand. All right. So do I read the names of the people as well? You don't have to. I think we kind of like to keep people anonymous, but <laughs> it's up to you. you we can... haven't done a great job All right, because we never decided. All right. Are you ready? We do it and we don't. Whatever. Yeah. If you think it's a funny name, say it. All right. Why are Iranian men mommy's boys? Yes. So. Oh, wow. These are very, very interesting. They are nonor va bachenane. What's nonor? a nonor? Nonor is someone who's really spoiled. Like luce nonor. Someone who's really spoiled. Yes. Marjolaine, I believe, it's the same person who started this, says, because mummies live for their sons, Tarof to the max. I don't think that has anything to do with Tarof, to be honest. Yeah, but, a slightly different subject, but yeah. But they look the same. There's like, some similarities. Eat. Yeah. 
yeah. eat and eat. Yeah, fair enough. Are kind of like horror. Oh films. no, that's that's a point I want to sort of add here because I have a stepmother. I classified her once as being a feeder. Now I hope she never listens to this episode. Uh, do you know what I mean when I say feeder? And I think Iranian mothers kind of do this. And, and I see this when I go to the park. Kids are fat these days. They are yeah. being fed all manner of crap, no doubt. But I see the mothers just plying them with chocolate, ice cream. I mean, yeah, it's probably a day out for them, to be fair. Mm. But my stepmother and my half-brother, whew, he was fed. He was fed a lot. Really? Yeah. She really turned him into a batch of nana. I see. Let's hope she doesn't hear this. Anyway, next one, Shanae, in The Answers. All right, this is a good one. Uh, apparently, they have sort of mommy issues and they miss their mommy's breasts. Would this go along with the Oedipus complex? Am I right? The Oedipus complex? You like you love your mother and want to kill your father? Or yeah. No, you want to fuck your mother. Yeah. Well, well you I, don't was being, fuck I was being your a bit mother, polite about it, but yeah. But uh, you end up fucking your mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's because true. That's it was by accident. Goes, he right? didn't yeah. know if she was his mother. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, there is anything on funny. that though. So, anything on that? No, mother's breast. No. Okay. Right. Uh, maybe somewhere deep down inside. And they'd be like, mm. oh, mm. <laughs> some Okay. All right. So uh, here's a response from a man. Sexism in Iran. Hi, Muhammad, and hi, Dave. I am not mommy boy, but I believe it is because of sexism in Iran. It is changing now. Now, when oh. you said, hi, Mohammed, hi, Dave, you probably should have said it like this. Hi, Mohammed, hi, Dave, because that's Mehria. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. You want to know. That's this normally time, what I do. I'm not going to say fuck you, Mehria. You acknowledge my existence. Now, there's... <laughs> he takes it as love. And there's a five-minute audio message of him that we will I don't to. love you, Mehria. He I'm mildly fond of you. He really doesn't. Like, right, moving on to the next comment. Mamas could always find socks and boys are always blind to find them. Oh, that's a good point. I that feel is like this is, a, this is definitely a mother who is writing this. A mother who always finds her boy's socks. Once I had a hole in my sock, I was in Mama, grade school. All socks have holes in. You won't be able to put them on. <laughs> Technically, that's, that's not time. true. Technically, that's not true. It's... It's a cavity, not a hole. Yeah, anyway, next. A, okay. No, he was telling us a story. I know. Yeah, go on. That's yeah. Right. yeah. So anyway, I asked my mom to mend it. She didn't. So I started doing my own sock hole recovery. That sounds like like a other word for like you started wanking. No, it was like five years later. You started doing your own sock hole recovery. Come on. <laughs> We just found well, a new like word. Five years later. I see. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dave, when was the last time you had a little sock hole recovery? <laughs> sock hole recovery. <laughs> uh, you know, when you, it's awkward when you visit someone else's house and the tissue isn't in the same. No, never do it in anyone else's house. Why That's not? Right. <laughs> it's actually fun. <laughs> just oh. don't close the door. Iranian. No, he closes the door. I usually take care of my business. No, what I'm saying there, is, like, so. don't close the door, Mohammed. Oh yeah. It, ask the mummies; it's their fault, right? Says Poor says a man. Yeah. Iranian moms still think giving birth to a boy rather than a girl is something to be proud of. Um, that's an interesting point, and I think culturally we should talk about this a little bit because I think in a lot of Middle Eastern and further Eastern cultures, there is that there is that whole family clan thing yeah. where you need a boy to continue your family name. 
And therefore, having a boy is considered, you know, the better gift that the yeah. wife gives to the husband. Okay, two very deep comments and then the absolute favorite comment of mine. So I'm going to read the serious one first, which is very interesting and very true. Mothers who are victims of patriarchy life in Iran think if they keep their son as close as possible, they can make the grown-up sons dependent forever to create value for themselves. Oh my God, that is yes. some serious deep level thinking going on there. How do you feel about that? I think in certain contexts, it's very true. I think it really depends on the family. If you look at our history and if you look at the court, like the court of Nasreddin Shah, for example, mm. or, you know, like especially in like upper class families where you may have had multiple wives, I think it was very important, you know, like having a son was a good thing and making sure that son like is faithful to you and proves their allegiance to you. So yeah, that's actually that might be like part of the historical roots. Of so where you can this manipulate your son to get what you want. Exactly. Or if even if not, you can at least make sure they take care of you if the father abandons you. So in yeah. some way, this could have been genetically encoded within us. An important point for continue the successful survival of the species. Yeah, the successful ones were the ones that did this. Maybe. Mm. All right. Can I read my favorite one? Read the favorite one. Their mama is fed up with their own bache nana husband, raise their own, and they have doodle talos. Yeah. <laughs> doodle tala. Okay. So, Bahzila, I love you. I, I, I love you. This is my confession of love to you. Hold on. Doodle tala. Because of doodle tala. Yes. Which means? Oh, okay. Golden doodle. Golden penis. Yeah. We don't need to actually Willy. translate what doodle means. I think it's very clear what doodle means. It is now. Someone is saying, because Iranians like boys more than girls. True fact. Nah. I, no, I don't agree with that. I'm very sorry. Sorry. On a different subject, people are talking about men developing golden penis syndrome. Okay. In, Tell me more. In the United States. So apparently women tend to go to colleges more so than men because of the cost of higher education many men prefer to secure their financial situation or their future by joining the workforce without higher education so less men on the campus now, and now would, there is a competition I, for well, the would, penis one other reason why there are more competition for penis yeah the scarcity oh, of educated men hmm. mean that they have a higher value not even according. educated like the present population in the college campus or dorms or whatever well, i'm going to partly disagree with you there because i think the increase of women is uh, a result of the increase of subjects that relate to things that women are more interested in oh no 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 are you next <laughs> going to say women like art and men like technical engineering yeah. things? I, that's so sexist of you to say that i can't believe you just said that i was talking about the sciences mm -hmm. that women don't like yeah, science is like lesbian dance theory. But uh, those don't need doodle tala at all. They literally have golden dildos. They, le they have literal <laughs> doodle talas. They don't need them attached to a man. Men talk. And usually they find a man to straighten them up. But, yeah. Ya Khuda. Ya Khuda. Ya Quran. Oh, Mohammed, the straightener of lesbians. 
<laughs> the converter the converter of lesbians well. the doodle talo is coming for your vagina <laughs> you will be converted to someone who believes in the doodle talo I swear if you cut this out this should be the intro of this bloody episode. what accent was that <laughs> yeah. oh my days yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to save you from your perverted face. Not you, just your your DT. Yeah, <laughs> DT. Is that it? is that the T-shirts we're going to be making? The because we had we had the uh, what was it the bow uh, before my doodle tala. Well, what was it the, the TK. TK? We had the TK. Yeah. Now we got the uh, DT. All just right, saying, yeah. just there saying. You, go. you know, sounds good. Um. But on a more serious note, I agree with you that statistics does play a big role because this is the problem in India, for example, where, you know, like we have, I think, still in a lot of rural areas where physical strength is of value. I think you do have families that prefer to have boys. Mm. But you, I don't think you go as far as having female infanticide that much in Iran. But for example, in places like India, you know, it's legally forbidden for you to do an ultrasound and determine the baby's gender before giving birth because so many b people abort no when they have women. Yes. And this has happened so much that statistically the population of women in India is now much lower than the population of men, which means Can there are bank. just not enough men for women. <laughs> no and a lot, more, a lot more women are getting educated and choosing not to marry which is obviously causing a lot of the men that come from more rural areas to be extremely frustrated and angry because they're like, nobody wants my doodle tala. What the hell? I now have an image of Mohammed standing in a college campus, really angry. <laughs> Why does no one want my doodle tala? Well, <laughs> apart from the obvious reason, that now, would be a valid question. Yes. Do you know what is not a problem in India? Is this another cracker joke? No. <laughs> okay, it's a genuine observation. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Finding a toilet. Because everywhere course. is a toilet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. But I want to add to that because I think there's a compounding issue with this. And I think we've privately spoken about this, but not on the podcast, about the term known as hypergamy, by which women are more socially mobile or at least sexually mobile, yeah. you could say, and will prefer to go for a higher status, higher wealth, higher every category guy than a lower one more often than not so therefore it, hypogamy is the idea whereby for example 10 guys 10 women the nine girls are going for three guys up the top essentially so and the problem in iran is that compared to other nations around the world we have the highest disproportion of women in university the men and we've spoken about this before as far as a bartering technique for marriage arguably, that's my opinion about the whole thing. But the uh, disappointment, which I've heard from several women in Iran about the lack of available eligible bachelors. Mm -hmm. And some might say sharing of <laughs> the eligible bachelors as a result of the lack of eligible bachelors in that they'll begrudgingly go along with it because some bit of the prize is better than no bit of the prize. Now that's a very controversial thing for me to say. But yeah, so if you're saying that's the case, then hmm. 
Going back to a point you also said as well, no, no, more often than not, in a free situation, there will be more men born than women in most cases, by a margin, a tiny margin. I'm not sure how reliable those statistics Let are. Let me just but... check that because I'm not sure now whether it's the other way around. Um, no, it's like 50.2% of the nation outside yeah. of war because normally war will just dissipate the available mm-hmm. men. Yeah. <laughs> and then... The hypergamy will go crazy then. And let me just uh, clarify here. For every 100 girl babies born, there are 107 boy babies. Really? Mm. Wow. According to LiveScience.com. Are you saying life is a sausage fest? It would have evolved to be the case. I'm sure, you know, the successful groups of people that had more men, probably for war reasons, would pass on the genes that would have had more men for war reasons. Considering how expandable men are... And the fact that one man can impregnate several women in a very short period of time. Only the dudul tell us, though. On college right. campus. Is there a platinum dudul? Is there like an upper level of the tellers? Well, the dudul tell yeah. Oh, that sounds like you've had a terrible accident and you need like <laughs> platinum in your dudul. <laughs> that, that, no, I don't think that's good enough. I dislike the term dudul tala. I don't find it funny. I don't really like Max Amini and that Dudu Tala thing was not a significant thing before his shows. I don't, I don't know really who he appreciate. is. Someone refers to him here. Yeah, he's the, he did the skit of Dudu Tala that, went, that blew up and he's really famous for that. So, oh, really? Yeah. Like there's quite a few responses blaming the mothers because their moms put them on a pedestal and never hold them accountable because moms want that. They pamper their boys. I hear that a lot. Because actually they're raised to be mummy's husband. Hmm. Oh, weird. That's a bit of that whole Oedipus yeah. thing going on. I'm not sure, but okay. Interesting. So we had a message from the lovely lady at Furcast. And here it is. Well, hello, Ask an Iranian guys. Speaking of mommy's boys, I can say I'm literally surrounded by mommy's boys. And I cannot say how much I hate them. They're nagging 24-7. They're not satisfied with anything. Don't get me started on these topics. Oh dear, it looks like somebody has a problem with Iranian mommy's boys. Thanks for that. That was, uh, yeah, good. And another audio message here from Milad Mokini. Hello there. It's about the mommy's boy story. I could say maybe it's related to the culture of Iranian people. And I think as we go through the future, we can see that boys are not really mommy's boy or dependent to their moms anymore. But if we want to dig up about uh, why they are mommy's boy, uh, it dates back to their childhood when they are a baby boy and maybe their relatives or their family or even his mother told him shushul tala. That's a fact about our culture. He, did, he didn't say dudul tala. He said shushul tala. Uh, yes, uh, dudul tala is more common. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, he basically sorry Milad sorry it was I mean it was it was uh, something that we discussed it's about our culture it's about boys when they're small the mothers and everyone in the family I never heard that one shushul I know I like that now you have it's like shumbul but generally I mean Iranians have sort of a very close relationship with their family members in general more so than many other nations 
And sometimes it's actually really weird. It is. A written message directly to us as to, you know, if so, why Iranian men, mummies, boys. This person, named as Happiness, says, Yeah, but indeed, that is a psychological reason as well. We all miss our childhood times that we experienced every single thing for the very first time, including our mother's breastfeeding, when we just separated from her. Dot, dot, dot. But it comes out that boys apparently misses their mum's breast more than girls. Just kidding. Ha 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 ha. A few emojis there of ha ha ha. But there is a huge child psychology behind boys being mummy boys. Thanks. So, uh, Mehrias five minute message. Yeah. Let's do it. Hi, Dave. Hi, Mohammed. Uh, you know, about being mommy boy, I'm also struggling with this fact. I have two uncles that my grandmother raised in a way that they are above everybody. So you allow boys to do whatever they want, but they never allow girls of course. Uh, it should be. do girls anything. Are uh, boys usually, they lean on mothers. Mothers try to support the boys, protect them all the time. My grandmother still make Sholezad every Muharram because she had her first boy 60 years ago. Thank you so much, Dave. And thank you so much, Muhammad. This special appreciation is just for you. I know that all the things that he does and says, it is just, I don't know, joke and I really enjoy it. And believe in that, I love you guys. You are like my brothers and you are the best. Keep up with the good work. Dear Mehyar, thank you for your feedback. Every once in a while, I come on this show to get to balance out my shyness, to be a bit of a whore, and to join David and Mohammed on their quest to save Iranian society. You know, there's a whole thing about men in their 40s getting together and doing a two-man podcast. It's a whole trend. Not only a two-man podcast. Anal sex also. Yeah, as well as oral. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, starts oral usually and then goes anal. No. Hopefully doesn't We went go straight back. for anal first. And then oral. Not yet. We're not there yet. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, eye contact. Not ready for that. No, we are. Why do you think there are mirrors everywhere? Yeah, but that's through a mirror, eye contact. <laughs> not that picky. That's good. David, how, so, how, how does it feel? Well, he was not listening. Mo- but Mohammed's <clears throat> Dulutala. But he is. I don't think he is. You see, he was not listening. He doesn't even know <laughs> doesn't what we're know talking what about. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> well, there you are. Uh, well, thank you for the message you sent me. No, I didn't listen to it because of various reasons. I don't want to justify it. It's my bad. But then again, no, you're wrong. I mean all of the stuff I say to you. It's not jokes. I really genuinely hate you. No, I don't. I'm welling up. I'm welling up. Uh, yes, so Mehdiya, thanks for five minutes worth yeah, of you. audio that may or may not make it to the <laughs> final idea. Parts <laughs> of it will. Yeah. Uh, no, some interesting, uh, interesting some very, points very, there. very, very valid points. Hmm. And I really do think a whole, a big chunk of women raising men to be mummy's boys is because they consider it an investment and a future, like securing their future. If they make sure to create a sort of attachment Mm-hmm. to them from their boys then they kind of have secured their future ladies is the converse true the women are women spoiled by their fathers would you say that's the case i yeah i'm very cautiously gonna 
keep my mouth shut about. I think it's true. Women being loose. You mean I, I loose guess, like spoiled, not spoiled, loose yeah, like yeah. whores. No, but, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. in some cases both. But but, uh, but it's but I would say it's it's kind of quite extreme. Both of them existing. There's these quite dominant sort of women that maybe like yourself here. I was, <laughs> I was uh, just looking at very you capable like... and want to strike out from their family, want to do their own thing. I see that a lot. Whether it's more or less than other nations, you guys tell me. What do you think? I I'm going to have a very um, historical opinion on this. Just like mothers have this thing of investing in their sons to secure their future. If we look at it historically, the daughters were being married off. Is that right? the way of saying property? No, not property, but uh, hear me out. As a father, the amount to which you provided for your daughter was kind of a show of status and also a means of securing her a better husband. Mm -hmm. You know, you still have it. You still have jahizia. You have a dowry. So as a father, you are responsible for providing for your daughter until she finds an appropriate husband. So I see this a lot where women that are spoiled by their families see that as a bit of a status symbol. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that they are not able to do certain things. And sometimes it's not that they don't want to. It's just that they are kind of taught that it would diminish their their standing if they start doing, I don't know, manual labor themselves, or mm -hmm. if they carry stuff themselves or anything. Like I see that a lot in the world that I'm in right now, because I, I literally spend most of my days on a construction site. And it's extremely uncommon for a woman to, I don't know, pass the guy a shovel if he's looking for it. And I happen to be standing there or to carry something or to get somehow involved in any of the physical things, to go up on a scaffolding or something, you know? Mm. And it's not because other women are not able to do any of these things. It's just considered not classy to do so. And I genuinely think that fathers spoiling their daughters has a bit of that. I spoil my daughter because I'm able to to it. That's slightly different from the sort of upping their status in a sense, which I think correlates with what I was saying about the disproportionate amount of women in university to men here, which I think is one means or one way by which a woman can elevate her status here. Most women or actually most students going to university are able to do so because their family is able to provide for them while they study. It's becoming more and more so, but it's not like in Europe where you know, you, you go to college, you go to university and you work in a restaurant or in a cafe to pay for it, to mm. be able to pay for your rents or your tuition fees. Yeah. Not like that. Not necessarily because Iranians are lazy and don't want to work because it doesn't matter how much you work as a student. If you get a part-time job, you can't afford rent. Yeah. Basically. And we've yeah. discussed this, but yeah, working in Iran for the most part is about status. You don't make a living. No. So to speak. No. Mohammed, you, you didn't really sort of answer or at least you, you're holding back. So what? women... Uh, being, you know, spoiled by their fathers. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Most of the girls are considered their fathers' princesses, mm. and apart from status, it has something to do with protection as well. You don't need to protect your son as much as you need to protect your daughter. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying to think now of uh, those around me, and I think I'm not obviously don't represent most of. The normal situation in Iran, but uh, yeah. or the rest of the world, <laughs> or the yeah. rest, yeah. Fiercely independent is more often than not what I see in women here in Iran. Well, that's on the surface. So, uh, sorry, you see that? 
I, I see it more often than not, but I don't think I'm a usual case. You see fiercely independent women. Yeah. I think I'm more but I'm, I'm gen- independent, I'm, want to be on their own, want to take care of their own things, want to do their own things. I'm asking this not critically, but out of genuine interest. How many of those women literally carry all of their expenses by themselves? Three. Out of how many? Hundreds. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. I have hundreds. No, but it's my new. Yeah. No, but that's but that's like that's just people generally, as we begun the show with. Yeah, men will not take that step back in their status. They will live with their family for longer. And it's not weird to be 35, a man living at home with your parents. Women in Iran wouldn't look at that and find that weird. But um, if you make it a point of female emancipation. I need to qualify what I mean by like fiercely independent because it's only in mind. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point. It's only That's in my mind. Point. Nothing, yeah. None of the factual situations support because they will not go out of the house and live at the arse end of town exactly. and take a whatever job. Mm, yep, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I guess that kind of negates. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want to generalize. I think things are changing. I myself do know a couple of people that have moved to the other end of town to really be independent. Women. Women. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I do agree that there's still very, very few of them. Mm. You know, it's it's very interesting because if you look at the history of emancipation and feminism and equality, a lot of that had purely economic or financial reasons. Like I was talking about this the other day, that, you know, if you look at a lot of the countries that are now considered some of the most equal in the world, in terms of whatever income and social acceptance and positions in ma- like management positions mm. political positions etc iceland for example one of the factors is that women had to be part of the workforce for economical reasons mm. most people were farmers the men would tend to the farm all summer and in winter where there was no work on the farm they would go on ships to go fishing so the women had to stay at home and had to take care of the entire farm. So they they had to know how to do everything else. You know, they had to know how to, you know, keep the family, manage the farm, I don't know, feed the sheep, everything. So it wasn't that they were sitting at home thinking, God, I want to be free and I want to do everything that my husband does. It was pure necessity. So I think, you know, even when we're talking about emancipation in Iran today and women being spoiled by their fathers, whatever, um, I think we have to take the economic situation of the country into consideration and consider that for 90% of the population with their education, getting employment, it's just not possible to live. You are completely discounting the value of honor, tradition, and religion. No, that existed everywhere. It existed in Iceland as well. It's considered a status symbol if you're able to afford for your wife not to work. But if you can't, no, I mean, then you can't. <laughs> if your females are out mm-hmm. of your home in this country, it wouldn't really go down well with the society. Not in certain places, for example. If you go to the south, that's not the case because it's necessary. You can't afford to keep all your females in the house. That's what I mean. This whole concept of honor, mm. I agree with you. And in but the it's south, also we have, we have complete of- matriarchal societies. And, and honor killings as well. Yeah, but you're not going to kill your mom who, uh, or you know, your sister who provide no. for your family. If that person would have walked out of line, she wouldn't be your mom. <laughs> she would have been killed by her father and brothers years before. So, 
I, I don't understand what you just said. If a girl walks out of line, she's dead. What do you mean by walks out of line? Leaves the house? Leaves the house. Yeah, it but if you go to BAM, like if you go to BAM, for example, if you go to a lot of the rural areas, women yeah. are taxi drivers, women work in the farm, yeah. women do everything. Well, anyway, we're not talking about women's equality and like whatever. True. So, so Chennai, you have lived in other nations, more so than anyone around this table at the moment. I've dated men from other nations. And that has also been the case as you're now qualifying. Like, have you noticed any other nations that have had a, a sort of um, mummy's boy situation? And might there be any factors related to something about those cultures that have increased or decreased those things? Hmm. 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 You kind of touched upon it with India. I mean, you didn't really go into it, but you mentioned something about India. You spoke at one Indian, point, Indian, right? yeah. Indian men are... Mummy's boys, more so than not. Nigerian. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Australian? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't date like a strata of Australian men, but uh, less so. I think Australians are less so because they just have a very, very dysfunctional, in a different way, relationships in their families. But... um Scandinavian men, funnily enough, sometimes are are quite, you know, unhealthily close to their mothers sometimes. Mm. But I think that's more personal. I don't think the culture defines it. I can't yeah. say from my experience in the, the UK, in England more specifically, that the English men are mummies boys. I don't think so. No, because you just sweep emotions under the rug. Right. And talk that's about really football. Cool. Exactly. Oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Sounds yeah. familiar. <laughs> yeah. The British sort of keep the distance. Or at least the English, I should say. Yes. Families. You know, each to their own. Wyman, what you got? I was going to say a bunch of funny stuff, but I can't. I would say, yeah, women tend to their sons probably more than their daughters, and men tend to their daughters more than men. But you don't see men bitching and moaning about women being princesses. Yeah, you do. We do? I do. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. No, but anyway, you see it a lot. I'm not saying you do, but you this, see it a uh, lot. Iraqi man bought his daughter a backpack. You know what she said? Go on. Thanks for the bag, Dad. <laughs> He's looking these up, I swear. <laughs> You're doing, you've got them in front of you. You've got Christmas cracker jokes. He's showing me the screen now. It's episode pricing chart. Oh, and which is the bell that says we need to now conclude this yeah. episode. Doesn't we Shania still got look, five minutes. Doesn't Shania look fabulous when she puts her hair up? You just get to see that face a bit more. I find that sexist. Well, we are sexist. Take that as the last compliment you'll get from me then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thank you. That's very You're sweet welcome. of you. Mohamed. What? Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You've got to get out of here. Shania, anything to say? your anniversary meeting with us you're welcome so i'm sure our audience out there have a whole lot of opinions where are they going to send their opinions send us your opinions via comments or messages in social media you can find us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok well not tiktok not tiktok no also youtube i think that's it right yeah so send your comments there and thanks for listening shanai thank you for joining us 
It's been a pleasure. It's been a while. Again, you're yeah. welcome. We didn't even get into the Kashan stuff. We're not going to get into that now. But we're going to record in Kashan sometime soon, I hope. Yeah, she's nodding her head. Are we going to Kashan oh, and we will be hosted by you? No. Food and China butt included? I, th- I was like, what's China butt? China <laughs> <laughs> Food and China butts. I'm like, I do not have Chinese prostitutes. I'm really sorry. Oh. Not in Kashan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, we out? Yeah, we out. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Khodafis. Khodafis. Khodafis.